0: This Torah class is brought to you by torahanytime.com. dot Topic is happiness, and I'm, we are moving on. Today's class is sponsored uh, by Rachel Lazar. Thank you very much. In memory of her mother, whose yardside is today, Feigah Gittel, but Binyamin Zev Hakohen. Who is that? You? That's Rachel Lazar, that's and that's her mother's yardside. So mm-hmm. your mother should have an Aliyah. Hi, Haneshama should have an Aliyah. The world above is Radoshim. Mm-hmm. And today's topic is about happiness, and I want to be more general today. And talk about the different words. It's interesting. There's so many different words for happiness in the Torah, and they're scattered all over Tanakh. So one of the words used is Simcha. yudim ha'ita, orav v'simcha, orav v'simcha. Right. We'll get this. On one second. One second. So let's start with Simcha. Right. Simcha is a word which is became a name. It's used for, sometimes it's used it's for it's men, an, and, some girls. and sometimes used for women. Right. It's Friday, we use it for women. Ashkenaz is used for men. It's interesting. And it's an occasion, too. And it's an occasion, yeah, a simcha, simcha, a joy. Simcha is joy. So a wedding is called a simcha, bar mitzvah is called a mitzvah, it's called a simcha. It's a name for both males and, and females as well, which is amazing. It's a very versatile name. Simcha is a very versatile name. Isn't that amazing? It's a versatile name. You wanna, how do you express yourself in joy? Simcha. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Haksa (laughs) me'ach, simple, simple. It's amazing. There's another kind of word which is a deeper, lasting happiness, and that is osher, osher vechavod. Osher. What's osher? Happiness, but it's a joy. It's a deeper kind of happiness. Osher. (laughs) (laughs) Ashrei yoshve betecha. Thank you. Ashrei yoshve betecha. Osher is like wealth. You know? Osher is not. It's so the ayin, Ayn is wealth. Aleph is with happiness. Aleph okay. is joy, a deeper a joy. Osher, a deeper, lasting kind of happiness. Ashrei yeshvevatecha. Happy are those who dwell in your house, like we're doing right now. Feel happy? You yes, meant to? We're telling it. in God's house. That's a God's house. <laughs> okay. We're dwelling in God's house. So it's a deeper, lasting kind of happiness. Osher. And then we have la'idim Haitha, ora. Ora is light. 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 But it's also a kind of joy. Ora vesivcha. It's put in the same verse. Ora Vesibcha. So, two different kinds of joy it seems. There's ora, and the rabbi say ora is the light of the mitzvah. Plus, person does a mitzvah, you get a kind of joy from inside. It's a joy within, which is like a light which lights up your soul. Amazing. So, it's a very, very Torah or, right? So, it's, very, it's a very spiritual kind of happiness. Ora. The more we get closer to light, the more spiritual things become. It's interesting because the Gematria, the word light is. Quickly, 207. 207. Aleph, Vav, Resh. Aleph is 1, Vav is 6, and Resh is 200, so it's 207. And the rabbi said many years ago, they said the of the word light or is raz. It's a secret. Light is the biggest secret, as we know today. that Light, they still don't know. Is a particle? Is it a wave? Uh, physics is still debating. What is light? And the answer is light is the closest we can get to spirituality. Uh, right, we talk about uh, the light of Hashem, or panecha, the light of Hashem's face, <coughs> radiance of Hashem's face. The or, or is very, very critical. So, aura is a very spiritual kind of light. So, <laughs> la'idim Haita ora The Jews had aura after Purim. It says the Jews had aura ve'sibcha. They had both the light of the spirituality and they had the the joy of the physicality. Beautiful, both we need both in our lives. We need the one and the other. We do not Shabbat, you need the spiritual light and the physical light. So it's just not just the eating and the partying, but also the spirituality involved as well. That's Or. Ora. Another word for, which became a Hebrew name, Gila. Gila, gila Rina, Ditzah, Chedva. Right? Then come to that. Gila is a joy, which is mentioned in the Shevrachot. Gila. It's a very, very interesting kind of a joy. So you have men's names called Gil. Gil is joy. Right, and Gila is a girl's name. Gila. So it's an exuberant outburst of joy, <laughs> or it's the happiness of a discovery. But it's a flash of happiness that comes because of something happened. Flash of happiness. Rabbi, Gila a gal is a wave. Gal is a wave. Right. So it could be an, an emotional kind of wave. It comes, quickly. comes quickly, and it goes quickly as well. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the trouble with these these uh, different kinds of emotions. Then we have Rina, going through the pasu, right? Gila Rina. Rina is another girl's name. Rina. Rina is a term of refreshing happiness. It's refreshing. It's, it's, it's happiness, which is a refreshing kind of happiness. Rina. Ditsa. Ditsa is a sublime kind of joy. Amazing. Sublime joy. What's the next one? Ditsa. Huh? Ditsa. 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 Yeah, it's this is the blessing of the, of the, of the groom. Right, the seven blessings. The, the chuppah. Gilarina Rina, Ditsa. Chedva. is the next one. Chedva, also a girl's name. Kedva. My daughter, my granddaughter's name. <laughs> Gila, Rina, Ditsa. So what is Ditsa? Name? A sublime joy. Very high elevation. That's Ditsa? Yeah, Ditsa. Now I'm very helpful. <laughs> Sason. Hedva? What's helpful? I'll tell you, together, yeah. Sason. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm giving you, you, you all the words for joy in the Torah. This is amazing. This is the encyclopedia over here. Oh. It's says sublime joy. Sason. Uh-huh. It's a very famous Iraqi name. Sason. Huh? Right. We have uh, Rabbi Sason. very famous... Nice priest of here. So Sason is a joy. It became a very famous Sephardic name. Sason. Sason. And we have at the end, we have Sahala. I have a girl in my class. Sahala. Sahala is also kind of joy, happiness and dancing. It's a dancing kind of joy. Mm -hmm. And lastly, we have khedva. chedva, which is happiness of togetherness. Everyone together. Khedva is happiness of togetherness. So, huh? It's like the pleasant is karma. Well, khedva is like together. It's not just one person by himself. You can't be khedva by yourself, you have to be khedva with people. So khedva is like a joining of, of minds together. Okay, so what does Sasan mean? Sasson is a happiness which is unexpected. Unexpected. Sasson, unexpected happiness. All of a sudden you win the lottery, yes, sasson. <laughs> <laughs> and I say in the Megillah right? Sasson Vikar. Sasson is they, they didn't expect such a great happiness in such a short period of time. The Jews and no. they're under the threat of the sword and then all of a sudden Sasson. Phew, Unexpected joy. As Rashi would we'll all have all these different kinds, will experience all these different kinds of simcha. But the trick is to keep it and remember it, and all the time, even when a person is not happy, that the remembrance of the happiness will bring them to happiness. Okay. So the Torah continues. The Torah says in the varim, terrible, terrible curses. Because you do not serve the Lord your God, but simcha with joy, with levav and a goodness of the heart. So it's very, very critical when a person does a mitzvah to do the mitzvah with joy and a good heart. It's very hard sometimes. And that's uh, the it's the famous Benish Kai says, Why on Sukkot does it tell you all the time, the Bechagecha, Rejoice on your festivals. So he says, number one is, because number one is you're going to take time off from work. How can a person rejoice when you're taking time off from work? Especially in those days it was not paid. It was unpaid leave. Your unpaid leave. Number two is, you have all the expenses of the festival. So he says, no, that's what the Torah says. Keeps on repeating, and you will be happy, and you will make me happy. Despite all the adversities, you will be happy. You know, those days, we're lucky. We can take Shabbat off, unless you're a rabbi. Uh, <laughs> you take Shabbat off, and you don't get penalized, don't lose your job. In those days, 50s, the 40s, whatever, 30s, 40s, people lose their jobs. They have to live with this trepidation all week long. You're earning a living, and then you get thrown out and how are you going to be happy on Shabbat and that's the trick, the question is how is a person going to be happy, we have to be happy doing mitzvot, so a person has time off and they're doing mitzvot, there should be really tremendous happiness, you could serve God with happiness and joy, it's tremendous bracha so it's very very important, to, critical, to serve Hashem with bracha and happiness if do it Hashem be birada if do the shambasemkha bgilu binana 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 renana is rina rina is the same we talked about rida rida is refreshing happiness if do the shambasemkha Gilu binana binana right gilu binana Rinana. renana is rina rina is the joy we talked about so if do the became a very famous catchphrase Hasidim especially if do the they made a song if do if do if do eta right even though Hashem is Simcha, serve Hashem with joy. It's a very, very important idea. A person lights the Shabbat candles, you've got to do it with joy. You're, you're preparing for Shabbat, do it with joy. It's very, very critical. You're cleaning for Pesach, do it with joy. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, so, what about what we say in Havdalah? Some words that are about Ura and Sasan. Very good. We say that. Some people say the Pasukim, yeah. We say the Pasukim for the Megillah. La Yudim Haitha. Oh, La Yudim Hayta. It was for the Jews. La Yudim Haitha. Ora, light. We said this light is like the brilliance of the light after the darkness, a spiritual light, spiritual energy. Laidim ha'ita ora joy. So, besason another kind of joy, vikar, and, and glory. So different things that we get, hopefully it's a, it's a sign for the new weeks, so we say nice psukim, we say nice verses when Shabbat goes out to bless the new week that comes in. So uh, psukim which deal with joy and happiness and blessing. So that's one of the best, one of the best, best sukim, which has all the joyous phrases in it. So it's very important to serve Hashem with joy. Worship Hashem with joy, and come before God with joyful song. So you can imagine you go to the Betta Mikdash. One of the important greets of the Betta Mikdash, which we lost today, we don't have this today, is the Levim, the Levites. We go on the Dukhan, which is the platform of the Betta Mikdash, with their musical instruments. And sing in the choir. They had a choir and musical instruments. And we lost this today. We don't have this music, this glorious music, which it says when you listen to this music, your soul is uplifted. A mm-hmm. tremendous part of the service of Hashem is the music. That a person, uh, they couldn't bring the sacrifices without the music. Why? Because you have to be do, it, do the sacrifices and serve God with the joy, with the enjoyment. Tremendous enjoyment. They could play instruments? Huh? They played instruments even on Shabbat in the temple. I know. I'm asking how come. How come? Because yes. that was before the rabbis made these laws. The rabbis didn't make these laws yet. Uh, the rabbis made these laws after the temple was destroyed. It says, Al Narot bavel, Sham Yashavnu, And one of the verses says, we, we hung up our harps. When the temple was destroyed, they hung up their harps. Music stopped. It's a whole big discussion today, you're allowed to play music. You're not allowed to drink wine and listen to instrumental music in Jewish law, unless it's for the sake of a mitzvah. So you have a, a mitzvah, bar mitzvah. If you go to an expensive restaurant, you're drinking wine and listening to the piano music or other kind of music in the background, it's forbidden. In fact, I was at a Vard meeting a few years ago, and they had a question about, choose some pizza, you're allowed to listen to the background music. Are we allowing them to play black background music? See, that says, well, they're not drinking wine over there so no problem <laughs> plus it's background music it's not live music so it's live entertainment with wine it's only allowed today because it's a, mit- a simcha of, of, a, of a mitzvah okay. if it's not a mitzvah you're not allowed to why? because then you're enjoying this world the temple is destroyed how can we enjoy it? so interesting our rejoicing is being cut down our rejoicing today is cut down because of the destruction of the temple but in those days, it was fantastic. The temple was there. And in the temple, part of the structure of the temple was the Levites had to have good voices. Some of them had good voices, I guess. <laughs> and the other guys who didn't have good voices, they would play the musical instruments. And the guys that didn't know how to play and didn't know how to have voices, they were the schleppers. <laughs> they were the janitors of the temple, the Levites. They were the guards. Also, they were tough. The Levites, very versatile. They were guards. They played music. They sang songs. And uh, it was amazing. So it was a joyous celebration. And the only music that was allowed in the temple were the Psalms of David. No one else. David HaMelech. David HaMelech Psalms. Hashem loved David HaMelech Psalms. <laughs> we talked about it last week, Said so the word root is based on the word raveh. One of the sources, raveh. What's raveh? Kosi revaya. David HaMelech says, my cup overflows. He says, no one overflowed with praises to God as much as David HaMelech. He was just, just overflowing with praises. Imagine. Every day, says, I was like, Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, so much. I appreciate everything you did for me. Always overflowing with praises. No one was overflowing with praises. I, David Amelach, David, and therefore Hashem says, I like his praises the most. They came with all his heart, and therefore that's the only praises I want in my temple. King David's praises. Okay, so we know that his son, Shlomo Melech, Shlomo HaMelech, in his book, Kohelet, says everything is vanity. Even joy is vanity. But here the Talmud says, it's not talking about joy of a mitzvah. It's talking about joy of stupidity. You go to a comedy club, that kind of joy is vanity. But joy of a mitzvah, person involved with a mitzvah and happy doing a mitzvah, that is tremendous, a tremendous benefit. Tremendous benefit. Um, okay. In the Talmud, happiness and sadness are associated with particular months of the Jewish calendar. The Talmud says, Misheniknas Adar Marbim Simcha. When Adar, the month of Adar comes, we increase our joy, increasing happiness in the month of Adar. However, in the month of of Av, we decrease our happiness. Interesting. So there's certain times of the year, based on what happened in those times of the year, we increase. It's interesting, if you look at it, it says increase and decrease. It doesn't say not to be happy. It says you increase your joy in Adar, which implies that your joy is all the time. A Jew has to be joyous all the time. It's very hard for a Jew to be joyous all the time. <laughs> all the events happening around us and what we've been through in life. But it's so critical to be joyous. And I'm going to talk about why. Mm-hmm. Because it's impossible to be spiritual without joy. And that's how a person can measure their spirituality. If they're happy, optimistic people, that's a sign of spirituality. Why? It means I believe in God. I believe in God. There's hope for the future. We're optimistic. And the guy always asks me, he says, what's going to happen, Rabbi? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? My year, my year, my year. You're trying to be crazy. My year. <laughs> and the answer is, yetov. We believe, as Jews, we believe it's going to be good. In the end, it's going to be good. We don't discover in the meantime. I know for sure the good is going to come at the end. Eventually, everything will be good. And that was the greatness of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva could see the good even when things are bad. It says, you could hear the joy of Rome. You could hear the bustle of Rome miles away from Rome. Imagine the rabbis are going to Rome. Israel is in desolation. The Romans had destroyed Jerusalem. And they're going towards Rome to go and plead with the emperor for some uh, release, uh, relaxing some of his decrees against the Jews. And they hear the bustling of this great metropolis, Rome, from miles away. And the rabbis are crying. And the rabbis laughing. He said, well, Kakiba, you're crazy. Why are you crying? Why are you laughing? He says, why are you crying? He says, are well, crying because we're floundering, our, our cities have been destroyed, and we hear this big city of the Romans bustling with, the, with action. He said, that's why I'm laughing. So I'm laughing because if they who don't serve God are having it so good how much more so we will have it even better if we're serving God so eventually it's going to happen the question is when, that's all hopefully we're seeing a little bit now Baruch Hashem we're seeing a little bit now it's one. It's an island of sanity in the Middle East is Israel Baruch Hashem, one island, we have a small island of sanity you should remain always an island of sanity in the Middle East Israel and peace and prosperity is amazing. It's amazing. Bro. amazing. Uh, the inventions just get uh, bigger and bigger. It's amazing. Thank God for everything. So hopefully Bezrat we will see it. We're seeing it today. I was trained in Yushalayim. What did I say? Mitzion t'etzei Ki Mitzion From Zion will come Torah. Dvar Hashem The word of God will come from Jerusalem. It's one of the prophecies. We see today all well, the rabbis getting trained in Israel. Getting trained in Yushalayim. Going out to the rest of the world. Ki Mitzion from, to, from Zion will come forth the Torah it's a prediction which today is amazing we're seeing it come true so it's interesting we have to increase our joy and decrease our joy but it doesn't say not to be joyous even in Av we have to be joyous it's amazing even Av has to be joyous just decrease a little bit there is a, a Jewish okay custom different customs that uh, some people that, when they build a house if you build your own house you have to leave a place that Shukran says blank of Plaster. Unplastered. It's very hard to do. Because every time you walk in you see that. One foot by one foot or 18 inches by 18 inches. Unplastered. That's only if you buy a house when it's being built. If it's already built, you don't have to peel it off. Once it's there, you don't have to peel it off. You buy a house secondhand, it's very plastic, everything's done, you don't have right. to peel it off. There's no mitzvah to peel it off. The, the, the thing is, only when you're building it yourself, if you're having it built for you, and you're in the middle of the building, you can tell the builder, by the way, leave off uh, plaster. Right. But it's an interesting concept, it's a very hard concept, to have a house, you walk in and blank patch. Why? Because the person can remember that we had a temple at one time, and the temple was destroyed. Even though it's many thousands of years ago. Some, uh, the, the Shukranah says, also when you're having a meal, leave off one dish from the meal. Right? <laughs> that would be Right? be too. Right. Okay, so it's interesting, when uh, All for the Boss, you read the book All for the Boss, says at his daughter's wedding, instead of dessert, they put out a card. We're not having dessert because of the khurban. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever heard that thing, you know. <laughs> so can you imagine, the shmogas board is missing some plates over there. Why? What happened? Khurban. Amazing! Who does this today? The question for Santa. It's good, huh? It's good. Okay, so interesting. So service of God is such a fundamental, such a fu- fundamental. Rambam says, Hazaka." The performance of all commandments must accompany abundance of joy. Major, major. This is amazing. You have to do a mitzvah with joy. A person has to do a mitzvah with joy. He does it, he says it in the Mitzvah of Lulav. He talks about Lulav. When you shake the Lulav, you're going to do shake the Lulav with joy. Now, it's very amazing. How do you shake a Lulav with joy? What is a Lulav? For goodness sake, a little bit of Pam, pam bra. What are you doing? You're taking this citron and you're taking the... If a non-Jew sees us, well, I think we're crazy. <laughs> we're crazy. What are you doing? We're shaking these branches and the citron. and What's going on? Now, a person pays $50 or $60, $70 for these little things. do will cost 10 cents we pay fortunes we go spend our time we go looking through and the answer is we only do it because it's a mitzvah there's no, there's no other reason to do it it doesn't make sense there's no rational reason we want God to bless our fruits we want God to bless with rain so we're praying to God to bless for rain these are things that need rain we're showing God the plants please God bless us bless the rain but uh, we're doing these things because we're doing it as a mitzvah and we do it with joy it's amazing we spend so much money we do it with joy it's amazing people do it with joy it's amazing, it's amazing. So it's very, very critical to do, the Rambam says, when you do this mitzvah of uh, the lulav and the etrog, do with abundance of joy. Amazing. Uh, Rambam says also, when, you, when you're having a Jewish holiday, it's considered a biblical commandment to rejoice. How do you rejoice, Rambam says? So men have to rejoice through their stomachs. That's how men rejoice, by the way. I don't know if you guys know the secret, but that's the secret to a man's heart is through his stomach. Meat and wine, the Rambam says, meat and wine. You have to eat meat and wine, well, if you don't like meat, you're doing something which you do like. Give him something he diet likes. He's got to cook the food which is good for him, and the women they get jewelry. nice clothes and jewelry. You're going to make your wife happy, <laughs> and the kids they get uh, snacks or whatever they yes. like. So, interesting. You have to. Everyone's going to be happy on the holidays. It's amazing. <laughs> the Gemara <Kibana> says <clears throat> in Brachot, thirty-one a. The Gemara says, the person should not pray." imagine, look at this, a person is not allowed to pray if they're ha- unhappy or through frivolity or chatter or idle talk one should pray only through simcha of a mitzvah what does that mean? A person should think I'm doing this mitzvah and I'm doing it with joy before you pray, it's a mitzvah to serve Hashem we serve Hashem by praying and uh, praying is a big mitzvah, and therefore a person is going to say you know, I'm happy to get closer to God I want to get closer to God, I want to reach upwards I want to reach upwards to Hashem Oh, I need Hashem's help, but I'm doing it with joy. I'm not doing it with sadness. I, I, a person needs to pray with joy. It's an amazing concept. That a person, sometimes we need things. where A person is sick, whatever it is. Still, They should pray with joy, try and find the joy in their life. Be thankful for something Hashem gave them. Not everything is black. It's not all black. There's white, and there's black, and there's gray. So person's going to find something to rejoice for, it's an amazing concept. We have to serve Hashem with joy. A person's got to pray with joy. Simple Shal Mitzvah. Um... The Gemara says also that Hashem's presence does not rest on a prophet unless they are happy. We find it interesting. Uh, we have to, uh, a prophet has to be happy. How do we know this? We find when, when Moshe Rabbeinu got angry and he said, Shimunah. Hamorim. Remember that? At the, the second time Hashem said, speak to the rock. First time Hashem said, hit the rock. The second time Hashem said, speak to the rock. And what happened? He hit the rock. He hit the rock. Why did he hit the rock? Because he lost yeah. his temper with the Jewish people. Shimunah Morim, you rebellious people. Listen to me, my rebellious people. He hit the rock. And what happens? He lost his prophecy. He didn't know which rock. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know. He got messed up. He lost his prophecy because he got angry. And similarly, we find with Shaul HaMelech, King Saul had fits of depression. And uh, when he got fits of depression, they would bring David to play music for him, to cheer him up. It's very important to be in a good mental state. He was the first documented musical therapist. Yes. What? David <laughs> What did you say? I'm know. sorry. He was the first documented musical therapist. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was the first a lot of things. David A.B. was the first. Amazing. Uh, first man overflowing with love of God. Amazing. Love of God. He had. David A.B. I mean, wish we could, see. one day we'll see these greats come back to life. Well, it's amazing. You imagine see Abraham, Isaac, Yaakov, David. Well, wow. amazing. Okay, so it's very, this critical to be joyous. A prophet cannot be, it says, Elisha, um, the kings of Ju- of Israel and Judah were together and uh, they were going to fight a war and they say, Elisha, tell us what's going to happen, what are we going to do? And Elisha, when he saw the king of Israel, he got so upset, he says, you're the son of Ahab and Isabella," you know, got very angry. He lost his prophecy. He said, bring me someone to play music so I can get my, my spiritual prophecy. So we see that joy and music okay. is very critical to be have Nebuah. A person cannot have Nebuah when they're depressed. It's amazing. So depression is like the opposite of spirituality. It's the opposite. So that's why the great rabbis, you see, they're always smiling, always beaming, hopefully. hopefully. They're uh, smiling at people. Because they, and they have to be in a high state of spirituality to be, uh, to be happy and vice versa. It works both ways. The more happy you are, the more spiritual a person gets. The less happy they are, the less spiritual they get. And the more spiritual they are, the happier they are because they're closer to Hashem. So it's a, it's a cycle. So a person going to try and reach that level of joy. So the Quran the says, Divine presence does not rest upon a person through gloom, nor through laziness, nor through frivolity, nor through levity. Not through talk, not through idle chatter. But it rests on a person with joy connected to a mitzvah. So first going to find a joy connected to a mitzvah, and then pray. So what you do is you give, put money in the pushka first. First you give staka. But tzedek panecha, David Amir says, with righteousness I will see your face. Through an act of righteousness. So it's very important before a person prays give some money, and the pusher can put some money in the stucker box. This way you're doing a mitzvah, a person does a mitzvah and then prays, and that mitzvah will give a person some joy. And that joy will help a person pray. Now we know that one of the biggest joys is the joy of marriage. It's very critical, because today people make a lot of jokes about marriage. And a lot of these jokes, you know, right? You know these jokes, right? Like the engagement ring, the wedding ring, and suffering. (laughs) <laughs> that's a classic joke that's a classic uh, joke uh, or the last time I put my foot down was at the chuppah <laughs> uh, there's, lot, there's so many jokes about marriage uh, uh, and about in-laws and mother-in-laws uh, you know the joke about the guy he's in the attic he started screaming help, help, help I said what's going on I said my mother-in-law she's trying to jump out the windows I said okay you need help I said yeah the window won't open <laughs> All these jokes are terrible jokes. (laughs) (laughs) They're terrible jokes because they're anti-marriage. They make mockery of marriage. Marriage is such a holy, it's called kiddushin. It's the holy institution. And the Gemara says, a person who's not married cannot experience joy. Think about it. If you're not married, you can't experience joy. There's so many singles today and they think they're happy with their life. They're not. They cannot experience what joy is. You can't be happy without someone to share your joy with. It's so important to have someone to share your joy with. It says, a man who has no wife lives without joy, without blessing, and without goodness. Oh. Come on, it says in Yabamot, 62.8, basic, Without joy, without blessing, without goodness. <laughs> and we know today, the aesthetics are, a man who's married lives longer than a man who's not married. Really? But they yeah. don't mm-hmm. say that about women. I'll say about it. <laughs> Why do you have to mention that? <laughs> no, what they say is the women who get married live less. That's because right. Because they have to look after their husbands. So exactly. uh, but anyway, women live longer than men anyway. Women live longer than men anyway. It balances out. <laughs> I didn't want to scare you guys, okay. But a man lives longer if he's married. So the wife helps him to live longer. So it, gives her, it gives him joy. It looks after him. A man needs to be looked after men cannot manage by themselves they think they're independent but they can't manage by themselves yeah. how can you do without your wife? impossible okay <laughs> so uh, the Gemara also says it depends on who's in power and in fact when the tzaddikim the righteous are in power there's joy in the world when the wicked are in power there's, there's depression in the world see there's a dictator who's a mad lunatic we had 50, 60 years ago then, obviously how are, you, how are you going to be happy? The lunatics in the world running the world so it's very important to have good leadership. Part of uh, happiness is good leadership. So Zohar especially, Zora especially is very critical about happy when you're doing Mitzvot. It's very, very important to be happy. And it says a very important insight. Here. The Zohar says amazing insight. The word Besimcha has got the same letters as the word Machshava. Oh, wow. Besimcha, enjoy, bet, sin, mem, chet, hey. It's the same letters as the word makhshava. Mem ched shin vet hey. Except for sin shin. Okay, a slight difference. But makhshava and besimcha. means thought, and besimcha means happiness, enjoy. So enjoy and your, and your thoughts have got to be in sync to be happy. Where does the joy come from? So the Zohar, says, amazing Zora over here. Yeah. Makhshava and besimcha, same letters. The key to happiness is found through our minds. We talked about this. Had a whole book about this. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the book? It's all, it's all in your mind. <laughs> it's all in your mind. The Zohar says, amazing. We never had this point before. Amazing idea. Besimcha mm-hmm. and Machshava, same letters. If your if your mind is happy, you'll be happy. If your mind is not happy, obviously where's is happiness? Happiness is in the mind. People's going to train their mind to think happy, positive, good thoughts, mm-hmm. and people's going to train their speech to be positive, good speech, not be critical all the time and negative. Always find something good to say. Always say good things. That's why Gamzul Toba is so important. It's so good to say, even this will be for the best, for the good. Very important. Hashem can make it good. In fact, there's a beautiful line, it says, if you have a bad dream, which we never have, right? <laughs> uh, if you have a bad dream, it says you go to three friends. You go to three, three friends, you can find three friends, and the friends will say, Chalamat <laughs> Chalamat you saw a good dream, you saw a good dream, you saw a good dream. Hashem will make it good, Hashem will make it good, Hashem will make it good. Because if we think it's going to be good, it will be good. Mm-hmm. Psychosomatic, Everything's psychosomatic. psychomatic. It's amazing this psychology of you. So to prevent bad thoughts, because makshava and bismcha are together, person that makshava is going to think along the lines of simcha, of joy. Uh, the Kabbalist, Rabbi Azza ben Moshe Azikri. have you heard of him? He was one of the times of Arizal. He wrote the book Sefer Haredim, the book of the Quakers. The first Quakers were the Haredim. (laughs) It's interesting, in American history, the Quakers, right? Why the Quakers? Where do they come from, this word Quakers? And the answer is, it's based on this word in Hebrew, Hared, Mm -hmm. Haredim. What's Haredim? Shakers, the guys who shake in the fear of Hashem the Quakers, that's where they got the name from, Quakers There's Shakers also. Shakers are the Quakers, that's where they got it from the same word <laughs> it's not rock and roll it's Shakers and Quakers <laughs> but these are, they're shaking in fear of Hashem trepidation, this, so he wrote a book called Sefer Charedim to, to be in awe of the word of Hashem amazing so this is Rabbi Al-Azhar, amazing, this guy, Rabbi Al-Azhar. Al-Azhar bin Moshe az zikri He says, az zikri His name is Azhar with the Rish? El-Azhar. Oh, oh, okay. El-Azhar okay. bin Moshe az zikri okay. Though a person may be depressed, he says, on account of their bad deeds, they got to be joyful at the time of divine service. This applies to every service of Hashem how much more so to the service of prayer, which is called the service of the heart. So how can you serve God with your heart, which is tefillah with your heart, is not happy? It's very hard, by the way. You put yourself in the right, bear of mind, before they pray, first are going to smile in the mirror and say, I'm happy. happy Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Practice the happiness. Practice being thankful, being, being grateful to Hashem. Darizov says, the only reason why I received my wisdom is due to my rejoicing at mitzvot. When I do a mitzvah, I'm happy, and that's why Hashem blessed me with this amazing wisdom he had. Amazing wisdom. So, joy is a very important. And we know the whole idea of the Hasidim The Hasidic movement started being based on joy. It's based on joy, not depression. It's to dance and sing and to get a, f- a frame of mind of Ibduit Hashem Simcha, and Sibcha, serving Hashem with joy. Mitzvah gedola Liyot Sibcha tamid. It's a great mitzvah to be in joy continuously. Right? Who said that? There? Rav Nachman and Braslav. So Braslav is very big in being happy. Being happy and being joyous. Uh, so it's, it's a very important idea to be happy. Ivdut Hashem B'Simcha. So the Baal Hashem, talk, you say, Ivdut Hashem be simcha. that is the service of Hashem. it Hashem, the simcha is the Ivdut Hashem. The joy itself is the service of Hashem. When your person is happy, they're serving Hashem by being happy. You know, words, Hashem, thank you for this world, I'm so happy, thank you. It's like, today, this morning, by, by the way, it's glorious. I was walking to Shul this morning, it's beautiful, it's beautiful. It's beautiful blue skies, uh, it didn't last very long, but you've got to be happy what you got, right? <laughs> and, and yesterday as well, the morning, it's amazing, Okay, we're going through a very strange weather, uh, but we are got to be happy whatever we get. So the rain, we're happy, the grass is green, and the sun is happy, like whatever it is. We've got to be happy, what can we do? No point complaining, right? Right. Can't do anything about it. No. Okay, so that's a very important... Shnir um, Zaman. The first, uh, the Baruch Rebbe, he says, happiness is an essential element in the struggle between the godly and the animal souls. Where the animal instincts of man and the spiritual instincts of man, if a person is depressed, the physical instincts take over. That's where a person falls. And when a person is happy, the spiritual instincts take over. So it's very important to stay happy. A person who's happy is likely to feel energized, and motivated to control oneself. So it's, it's very possible to be happy all the time. I don't and that's why a person to learn techniques to make oneself happy mm-hmm. how does a person learn techniques, what techniques do we have so number one we said is remember good times Look, take out your pictures of your grandchildren mm-hmm. uh, it's bound to <laughs> make <laughs> you happy <laughs> right, make you happy that will make you happy in no time if you have grandchildren take out pictures of your children, maybe it will make you happy I don't know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes no, don't. <laughs> it depends on you okay. but think about things that made you happy in the past we have, that's why Hashem gave us memories we have to remember not just bad things remember good things Remember the good things in one's life. Remember his wedding and the engagement. One thing, when a person was happy, to finished college, you finished school. Oh, even better. <laughs> ah. So a person should be happy. No exams. Imagine I got my daughter for a poor girl. She's going through these exams. Oh, gosh, I can't do them anymore. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Too much headache, right? Well, they put these kids through, I tell you. So they got to jump through these hoops. Exam after exam. Poor girl, she's studying. But it's good. She's studying. Uh, you get a lot of knowledge. Okay. So, but think, we don't have to do this anymore. It's going to be joyous. Things are moving. We're moving on in life. Baruch Hashem. Things are better, hopefully. So, we have to, uh, this is a battle. This is a constant battle. It's free, part of our free will. Part of our free will is, are you going to choose to be happy or are you going to choose to be sad? And that's something which your person wakes up in the morning. We have to make that choice. And we have to tell our children, I cannot make you happy. I cannot make you happy. I can give you the tools to be happy. And we pray to God. We don't pray for happiness. We pray for success, wealth, health, all these things, security. Hashem says, I give you everything, but the choice is yours. Are you going to be happy with what I give you? It's all in your head. It's all up to you. You have to make that choice. So a person can be happy with what they have. That's the trick. trick is to be happy with what we have, enjoy what we have, make the most of it. That's the toolkit Hashem gave us. Use that toolkit wisely and choose happiness. Choose to be happy. No one else can make you happy. So you can have the best husband in the world, best wife in the world. You know, I got, I got a strange email. It came all the way from England. This is a while back. And I, he's, the guy's listening to my classes on happiness. This is a guy far away, thousands of miles away. People don't realize. Uh, thank God we got 350,000 hits already on, on this podcast. Uh, so people are listening all over the world. And uh, this guy sent me an email out of the blue. He says, Rabbi he says, I don't know what to do. It's because I'm a happy person. My wife is very miserable all the time. So I'm going to tell him, I said, go find a rabbi locally. I can't help you. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm listening to your classes. I'm trying to get my wife to listen to your classes. But you can't make someone happy. They have to decide. Right. Yeah. Uh, they have to make a decision in their lives to try and improve their lives and try and. You know, some people don't want to do Fine. that. Good. Some people are just stuck. They just can't the more move people on. Who are clinically
1: depressed, his wife it could
0: be. It could be. But I don't know. But uh, these are things that. It's very hard to uh, advise people from far away, right? Absolutely. Right. They definitely need to find local. So she has to find she has to find someone local. But I'm just interesting that people listening all over the world is, to our talks on happiness, amazing, beautiful. Sometimes a person is so defended to be happy that they can't understand someone who's sad, and then the wife could be extremely lonely, also, yeah. because maybe the husband's not willing to listen to her. Yeah. Okay. It's true. But that's why he has to find someone who can he can talk to and she can talk to and go for therapy or counseling. But I can't help them far away like this. So, uh, that's the, one of the battles that we have with ourselves. The battles is, uh, is how happy we're going to be and how sad we're going to be. And, and that's one of the tests. Uh, so, Vishal Salanta says, he's the founder of the Musa movement and he says in Sefer Imre Binah Uh, He says over there, he says, a person may be able to conquer and rectify one's negative impulses by being joyful. One of the biggest fixes one has bad done is by being joyful. Just by being happy, you can fix your negative. Amazing. His student, Rabbi Naftali, Amsterdam. Musar's study in ecstasy. Renews the heart and gives joy to the soul. Rabbi Yau Desler. There is no happiness in the world of material things. This is very interesting, huh? Uh-huh. person thinks you know when I buy a thing it's material it's going to make me happy and the person buys it and they find them happy makes them more depressed <laughs> I go to the mall I go buying and it's uh, go shopping and shopping and show come back I don't like this this i got to get back and this i got to get back you know it's great I send my wife to the mall it's great now I find it exhausting it's fantastic you know why they're the most frugal shoppers I've ever seen they come home couldn't find anything <laughs> <laughs> that's great it's fantastic I'm to go to Lakewood. Uh, yeah okay uh, let's not suggest that now okay <laughs> let's not go over there okay. <laughs> it's very expensive okay very expensive. <laughs> all right so, <laughs> so so anyway so it's interesting so it's good okay so you go around look around keep it but a person's got to realize the true joy is in spiritual things the true joy you cannot find in physical things so physical thing might make life more convenient for you made life more usable and friendly, but it's not going to make you happy. Right? Suppose he buys a new alarm clock. Okay. He's got, to do he's got to wake him up in the morning. And listen it. It's a tool. But are you happy that you got a new alarm clock? Well, I'm, you know, and I can wake up on time, but it's good, okay? But am I happy? Am I thrilled? I'm not. But it's interesting, there's a bracha to be said when you're happy. Suppose he's happy, we do buy new things. And there's a bracha to be said. So my son bought a tie. I said, are you happy? I said, yeah. He said, we say bracha. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. If you're not happy, you bought it. <laughs> There's no bracha to be said. But if you're happy, you got it. You got a new shirt. You got a new tie. You got a new suit. There's a bracha to be said. And it's interesting. the bracha is on life. What is the bracha on happiness? Thank God I'm alive. And that's why it's so important to be happy. Because when you're happy, you appreciate life. So that's really the key. The key is happiness is a secret to enjoying life and appreciating life. And when you appreciate life, you appreciate God who gave us life. And that's the secret of service of Hashem. Okay, we're gonna stop here. Uh, next week, ladies, uh, is a special program for the mikvah. Oh. Have you heard of it? Yeah. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com.